welcome back to another week and another episode of the broom boys this is guy and i'm buddy and well we hope everybody's still still safe and and doing well um lots has gone on as far as over the week already numbers are climbing um with the coronavirus so hopefully everybody's safe and everybody's doing well i know here we've seen a slow climb in the numbers we've been really lucky that way i mean we haven't seen anything like new york or some of the other places i think uh you're how's things going over in your neck of the woods well we got a stay at home order um which from the looks of the traffic out here in this little town I live in, not very many people are either subject to or paying any attention to. Um, we do have local confirmed cases and I thought that would, um, that would have an effect and it doesn't seem to have slowed people down. Um, we also on Friday received an order to, if we're going to be out in public for any reason, we need to wear a cloth mask. Uh, so yeah, things, uh, the cases here in Pennsylvania have been climbing. Damn. Yeah. I I think I saw that it's, they've been, they've been climbing. I mean, they've been climbing quickly, but not as, not as quickly as some places, Louisiana, Florida. Wow, dude, that's some scary shit. So, you know, yeah, hopefully everybody stays safe. It's not, it's, I mean, I, I say it like it's 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 not the end of the world, but it's and you know, but keep the healthcare system from getting overrun because that's when bad shit really happens. Uh yeah, yeah, definitely that's the the main reason for a lot of these measures is is not necessarily to, you know, wait out the the, the coronavirus because there is no waiting it out until we get a vaccine, which is still a ways down the road it's let's limit the strain on our already strained resources um so we can deal with the most severe cases in the hospital um you know most people who get it which i mean sooner or later will probably be all of us at some point um, most people won't be that affected like you'll have a cold they're saying that it's it's even potentially going to be a seasonal thing. We'll see it come back every fall, spring kind of thing like we do with the flu. Potentially. Sure. So Yeah, but I mean, just like with the flu, once we do have a vaccine, and um, I know actually, I think it's uh, not Penn State, but Pitt, uh, the University of Pittsburgh, is getting a trial vaccine right now already. So, but it just, you know, they have to... You know, they have to engineer, try, do the trials, validate, engineer, validate trials. And, you know, it's it's a process. Oh, yeah. It's a process right. because you don't <laughs> if you're not careful with this stuff, the the cure can be as bad as as what you're trying to cure. So, exactly. you know, be be patient, be safe, listen to your state and local officials and uh, let's get yeah, through this. To get, let's get through this together. We can't, that's the big thing is we have, we have to stay separate, but we need to get through this together. I know it's weird, Word. but, <laughs> but just, but. just do what you're told, please, for the love of God. Seriously. So on with that said, let's move on to some, uh, you know, happier news, news. Well, I mean, news, our news segment, our weekly news segment. It's a little more full some. this week than, uh, in the last couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, not everything is ground to a halt. Thank God. 
so hey, but you know, everybody's favorite Disney Plus show, uh, The Mandalorian. There's been a lot of casting news over the last few weeks. and we Oh, God, have, hasn't there? Yeah, and it's all been great. And we have recently been given another name of a person who has joined the cast. Veteran Hollywood actress Jamie Lee Curtis uh, has supposedly joined The Mandalorian Season 2. I'm fucking stoked about that, dude. I love Jamie Lee to Curtis. I, I love her. Yeah, and we just saw her in Knives Out. That's that's the most recent movie yep. I've seen her in, and she was fantastic. And, of course, you know, I mean, what, she was in Halloween, right, for the longest time? Like, she was in that series? Oh, that series, yeah. In the beginning? I mean, what, True Lies? True Lies, yes. That might be, ah. that might be my favorite thing I've seen her in. Um because that is right. legitimately one of Arnold's best movies. Um, yeah, and she was fantastic in it. Um, God, I need to watch that movie now that we've talked about it. That movie now is that so fucking good. So right, fucking Arnold, good. dude. Arnold and Stallone. Uh, Arnold and Tom Arnold and the late great Bill Paxton was in it. And Jamie Lee oh, Cur- Charlton Heston. Right. Charlton Heston was in it. Um, God. What a movie! What a good movie. Anyways, that was yeah. I was just more referring even to the time the that whole the the with but battle between Stallone and Schwarzenegger. We've talked about it before, obviously, but yeah, it's like there's just I love the movies that came out of there. Binge worthy, binge worthy. Yeah, and True Lies was definitely one of the better ones. So, Word. Um, all right. So Jamie Lee Curtis is coming to the Mandalorian. That's, yes, that's exciting. Yes, joining Michael B- Michael Bean and. Um, Rosario Dawson and you know we don't have confirmation on who anybody is playing except of course Rosario um, yeah. but I have theories I what have some theories? theories I have some theories on, on Michael Bean and Jamie Lee Curtis I think they are going to be playing uh, the Mandalorian's parents I think they're going to be playing Din Djarin's parents because they, ca- they cast older people intentionally. Whoa. We don't... It's implied that they die, but we don't see them dead. They, they skip over that in every one of those scenes where he gets hit in the basket. You don't... Like, he doesn't come... There's no bodies laying at the basket. Like, you don't see bodies laying there. Wow, I didn't even think about that. They absolutely could be. They could be. I'm probably hmm. wrong. This is just my personal fun, like, whatever. But, I mean, Michael Bean and Jamie Lee Curtis are both in their 60s, probably. So that would put them at the right age for, you know, people who were alive during the Clone Wars and are now alive post-Rebellion. And I mean, they, they, like I said, they intentionally cast older people. I mean, to me that, that seems like they could be, they could be bringing some folks forward. Although for what purpose, I don't know, but that's just my theory. Okay. And see now that boy, that makes me think of a lot of things, like a lot of things. Because that makes me wonder how they're going to... Because they're going to have to resolve this whole Baby Yoda storyline some way or another. Or at least put it on a five-season worth of 
story and somehow somewhere the rebellion has to be or Luke or somebody has to know that this baby Yoda is alive. And so if there's Jedi still, they would be looking, I mean, if they knew about it, they would be looking just as heavily as, say, the dark side. And, I mean, you don't know who is coming after Baby Yoda. You, even from the very first episode, you I mean, he takes it from the Bounty Hunters Guild. And it, it's from the Empire. I mean... Well, it, okay, so no, here, who... Somebody obviously set up a great deal of protection for Baby Yoda. Like, they were... That was a large force of pretty heavily armed guys who had been pretty successful in repelling all attempts... Numerous bounty hunters. ...at I mean, capturing yeah. Baby Yoda. So, who's paying to protect him? Because that's... You know, they're not doing it out of the kindness of their hearts, I guarantee you. And why there? Why... Why him? Like, there's... Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Um, you know, I don't... I honestly wonder, though legitimately if baby Yoda is going to be the central focus of the entire series what if that wraps up at the end of next season what if he gets handed off and then we get to just see more adventures of Din Djarin you know where he's going off I would I wouldn't mind that I think it it I think it creates the potential for a huge amount okay if you take baby Yoda and you hand him off say to the rebellion and Din Djarin starts working for the Rebellion in this whole thing. And so he starts going off on all of these, um, excuse me, um, side missions. So always kind of bringing Baby Yoda back into it whenever he gets back or you could have the potential. But then you could have him flying like Han Solo, kind of rebel without a cause, whatever you want to call it. He's like going out and blasting people up for the rebellion now. Well, the Republic. Um, yeah, it would be the, the Republic. Republic at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse um, me. You know, he could he could become a, a you know like a covert ops agent for them. It's possible. Um, or just a. A uh, mercenary that's that they use regularly, sometimes questioning how he gets things done. But he always—I mean, look at how he dealt with uh, um, the prisoner or the the whole prison break episode. Yeah, the he prison didn't ship, kill yeah. anybody, but he only killed the one guy that they broke out, and then his that other old partner guy that were truly just bad news. Everybody else was like, you don't leave somebody behind. Um, and they well, had and like some kind of loyalty. Technically, he didn't even kill them. It was the Republic following the beacon, and they destroyed the station. I, he, exactly. He didn't kill anybody. And he was he was trying very hard for that Republic soldier on the bridge. Like He was like, hey, just just cooperate and you'll live. He was trying to save that dude's life. Right. So I'm I'm on the side of feeling like he may not go total republic like be a, a soldier or a spy or anything, but I totally see him being like, "Hey, if you you guys send me on the these kind of moral morally redeeming missions and I make bank, win-win." Uh, well, you didn't that's the thing though is I mean, I know 
the Star Wars universe has always painted bounty hunters to be kind of unscrupulous, but morally, I don't think he's a very dark character at all. Um, well, or the other his, Mandalorians in his tribe, his, dude. He's well. I mean, we don't know how many of them are alive. The armor is the only one we saw standing. You saw that big pile of armor at the end of the last episode of the of the first season. Um, True, you know, but he's he's not a morally corrupt character. Yes, he does he does jobs for money, and occasionally he has to pull the trigger on somebody. But that doesn't necessarily make him evil. It makes him more morally ambiguous than anything else um to him he's well, just the guy, doing a job he's just doing his job like it's exactly not, there's like nothing the first guy he catches the very first episode he he could have killed that guy so easy oh yeah well he could have let those those aliens that were harassing him kill him and then bring him in you know but he right? he he didn't um Instead, he saved him and then just tossed him in. <laughs> tossed him in carbonite. Yeah, but we carbonite. also know for sure he's got no love for the Empire at all. He has zero love for the Empire. Um, Word. Yeah, so I don't so, know. It's it's a great show, and obviously it's going to get more and more interesting. And, you know, we're slowly what? marching towards season two. Right. And that – see, I'm kind of wondering, and this even goes uh, – goes, along with everything else, probably kind of hand in hand. Cause like, I'm wondering if you're not seeing Sidious try to get his hands on baby Yoda now. And, uh, this is like, so my brain scattered about this, but at the same time, I don't know that we're going to see that. I, I, because I know, if, uh, Favreau, he fought from being having Kathleen Kennedy's input on the show. Um, she had intentions to make it to explain Palpatine's resurrection use on the, the show for that. She yeah. wanted to use that as a vehicle for that. Um, and he was like, "No way!" And at the end, uh, it ended up being that she was, yeah, she was kept at bay and told to not meddle or muddle. Um, and so he has full creative right now, Palpatine being alive without an apprentice, you know, if it's, it sucks that that's the case. I mean, if, unless you liked Rise of Skywalker, um, but even then he is alive, whether you like it or not. And he is apprenticeless, whether you like it or not, um, it's a vehicle to move the show or at least a plot line for to explore um, and at least say the Republic won this fight and Sidious didn't get it. And so he had to turn to other means and modes of finding some way to continue his or continue his life. And so Baby Yoda became a moot point and not his focus anymore. Um, but so, I, but, he, but you think? But hold on, hold on. You think that Sidious could be directing Gideon's actions? I do, I, to a degree. I mean, even if it's through puppets and all the different things that Sidious, Sidious has employed throughout his entire career in the Senate, uh, I, I think he probably has agents or has reach. He's able to reach. Uh, Ben Solo through the helmet and everything like that, and 
um, he's able to twist him. He should have. He has. Uh, why wouldn't he have the same reach with like Gideon or something like that? Um, I wonder why he would allow Gideon to have the dark saber, though. I think that would be something he would covet and 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 take from him. Like there's there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of questions that arise if Palpatine is indeed the one pulling the strings behind Gideon and the search for Baby Yoda. I, right, and I I agree with that. I'm just saying it could be a vehicle. Just like I th- I really think the Republic was the one that was hiding Baby Yoda in the first place, or Luke was. Well, I mean, um, I I don't and- I don't think that's the case though. I don't think it was the Republic. I feel like I feel like it was something that was set up. I mean, because the kid is 50 years old. I I think that there is something older at work. I think it's something that was done during the Clone Wars before Order 66, maybe even. Um, oh. Where, where Baby Yoda has been in this, this place being protected for a very long time. You uh, make a good point because uh, Man- Mando takes place, what, 30, 37? Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing that math. Um, anyway, but I was just saying, so 20 years before that, that puts us right at Clone Wars time. Right. And baby Yoda is it a clone of Yoda? It could be probably not, but I guess it could be. It's possible. Um, or it's possible that Yoda using his position as the grand master of the Jedi order, you know, set set a you know sense some coming darkness or sense something about this child and was like we need to keep this quiet and we need to keep this off the radar so you know let's make sure that you know this child is always looked after and wow, off the and off never. the radar you know it's possible i mean but the baby is, is the baby is 50 years old so what was going on with that child for the 50 years prior to the Mandalorian, we don't know. I'm sure they'll tell us at some point, at least to some extent. But time yeah. frame wise, I had never actually considered it. And that timeline, though, I mean, that's such a crazy timeline. How it lines up with the with the Clone Wars and everything like that. Well, with, actually, just the, because the show's going on right now, I mean, the season seven finale that's going on, all of that stuff. I'm doing the math in my head. <laughs> That kid actually the the baby Yoda would have been born before the Clone Wars even began. Right? Because Clone Wars was eighteen twenty two to eighteen years before the Battle of Yavin. Yes. So we're looking at Baby Yoda would have been somewhere in his twenties during the Clone Wars. Late teens, early twenties. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crunching the numbers on that. Wow. So we're talking even possibly more Phantom Menace time. Um, ten years probably even prior to Before Phantom that, Menace. Yeah, yeah. So Whoa. I sense, I sense a big twist coming with that, with that stuff. Agreed. Okay. Which also makes me wonder if I'm kind of wondering if Curtis isn't going to play an old Jedi and wouldn't it be I mean if they were like and he and uh, hmm 
Well, was you know, it, what I mean, if Michael was uh, her like bodyguard or oh, something I mean, like that. Even I mean, I was Not gonna like need it, but yeah, I was gonna say. You know, except for the fact that in li- I forgot that a live action actress already existed for this person, first of all. And second of all, I'm pretty sure they killed her in the comics. But we had Jocasta New, the the elderly library keeper of the of the Jedi archives, um, would make a pretty good fit for Jamie Lee Curtis. But we, we did have a live action actress for her already. We saw her in Attack of the Clones. Um, so, I mean, that's off the table, but she could be an older Jedi. It's very possible. Um, Michael Bean could be an, an older Jedi too. It's, it's all possible. It's all up in the air. They're keeping well, it quiet. Well, he could be Ezra from, uh, Star Wars Rebels. He could be. You he could be. that time. There's, but I mean, it, there's it, been whispers he's that? Rex too. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of whispers, but. Didn't we see something though? He was going to be playing a bounty hunter or something. Well, that was a that was the speculation. Um, but that it's just that it's all speculation. Well, if we get Sabine, we get Ahsoka, we get Ezra. I mean, do you think they do a just like kind of a straight nod show to Rebels? I mean, just do a one time and throw it all into one episode. I mean, they could. They definitely could. Um, definitely. Or the flashback. I mean, yeah, that's another possibility is flashbacks. I mean, we're dude. This is a this is a huge rabbit hole we could dive into. We could spend this whole show speculating about what they're gonna do, um, right? With with Mando season two and who these people could be and and how it could all be connected, but. Um, I think it's an interesting theory. I mean, with the whole city is pulling Gideon's strings. Um, I think it's also possible, uh, but I don't think it's likely just because of, you know, what you said with Favreau fighting to keep the Sidious idea out of the Mandalorian in the first place. Agreed. Okay, well, so... That actually brings us into another point. Yeah. Because Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, okay. So you want to talk about the the story that broke about the, the Rise of Skywalker novel. Oh yeah, yeah, that and well that that yeah ties everything kind of ties together. But no, no, we'll go we'll go on your list. I'm jumping the gun because my Well, no, brain no, no. We we brought dude, we hour. brought it up. We brought it up and and I can easily tie anything into anything. So Okay. So Rise of Skywalker book. Um you sent me this article. So why don't you yeah. take the lead on this? Well, and it's kind of what we've been talking about. Uh, it looks like everybody's coming out and kind of saying the same thing that we've we've said is they're doing a huge amount of um, damage control with the novel. But like using the novel for damage control or, or having to do damage control because of the book. Using the novel for damage control is what everybody's saying because well, they're, they're doing a shitty job. Filling, that's exactly <laughs> it. Because they're saying they tie they're tying up all these loose ends that you weren't didn't have answered from the movie, right? But at the same time, it's exactly what you say when you can't do damage control and offer something worse, right? You can't you can't claim to fix something and break something else in the process. Like the biggest example to me is the failed clone. Like yeah, like 
We saw the fucking movie, guys. Guess what? The guy playing Ray's dad looked nothing like Ian McDermott. Looked not a thing like him. And you no. want to tell me that's a clone? Go fuck yourselves. I mean, come on. We're, 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 we're it's, I are we that dumb? Like, do they think we're that dumb? Obviously, I guess, because that's what they're trying to sell us. Like, what's the next thing? Oh, he had facial reconstruction surgery, so he wouldn't look like his, like, like Palpatine. Or or how about the fact that they completely take, and I, uh, you know, while you're taught, we do, can talk about the redemption of Vader, Anakin Skywalker at the end of, um, uh, uh, Empire, or excuse me, Return of the Jedi, um, but by taking him and just being like, boop, he's in a clone now. He's a failed clone body, but he's now he's still alive in a clone body. Um, it, it what the point was? I mean, I don't. I get it that you don't want to. You know, the whole taking Anakin and making him this whole prophesized um, <coughs> golden child kind of thing. That the one that's going to balance the force. You got to be able to be like, well, what are we talking about there? But if you're going to just completely throw that out the window with what they did, because now Palpatine, he didn't even die. He's just, he's literally just transfers his consciousness to this new body. So he doesn't even have a point where he's dead. So the force is like, oh, well, my chosen one's now dead. Well, fuck. Okay. Got to make another one. I mean, it... Resolve a story and then let it be resolved and leave it alone unless you can utilize the story to catapult or move your new story in a direction. But in the process, you can't destroy the old one. You can't completely negate everything that has been just because you're like, well, I needed a way to explain it. That's... Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> they, they should let, let the past die, kill it if you have to. And, you know, like, <laughs> like, I felt like that was a message to us. Like, it wasn't a line in the movies. It's like, hey, oh my God. hey, guys. <laughs> yes. Just forget it. Just forget everything you've seen. Focus on what's in front of you. Oh, no, I'm not going to. Oh, my God, that is. I'm not going to forget about it. I'm not going to forget about it. Thanks, though. I appreciate the thought, kind of. Not really, but. <laughs> Jackasses. Yeah. Oh, All seriously. Right. So. So anyway, Disney, which... quit trying quit trying to fix stuff and breaking more stuff in the process. Seriously. All right. Well, since Rise of Skywalker is on the table right now we will just go ahead and bring up an article that i just saw for the first time a couple hours prior to this recording apparently the i'm ray skywalker twist was planned before the force awakens was ever released so this has been the plot and the path all along supposedly I'm. I, I I sense from your guffawing that you're not buying this shit. I right. I I can buy that they had that fucking idea. I can buy that this has been their their whole story the whole time. But if you're gonna fucking do that, don't kill off all the goddamn motherfucking Skywalkers, 
at least let that story again resolve in some way. Let Luke do what we originally what, give give them something. Don't be like, yeah, they're all dead now, and she's like gonna take their name for what reason? So well, the Skywalker masters one. So the Skywalkers one, or we, you know, they're the heroes after all. You know. <sighs> It's it's disservice. It's half. It's like half-hearted nod. It's like, yeah, we're gonna make Luke sacrifice his life with a hologram and make him. I mean, he's no better than Mysterio at that point in time. Could have been played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Hey, now Jake Gyllenhaal was a pretty good Mysterio. <laughs> he was. He was. I, I. I'm just saying that it's like. If they're going to do shit like that and really fuck with the story or just fuck with key points like that, at that point in time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Why keep the same actor? Why keep any of it? Why actually have any for, for revenue sake? If you're going to fuck with it all anyway, just fuck with it. Stop, you know, trying to pretend like you're doing some service. When the truth is, you're just like seeing how much revenue, or I don't know. I get that gets me into a whole thing with Kathleen Kennedy and Disney fighting between the two, and who has control over the story, and blah 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 blah. Ah. Well, anyway, yeah. So I, yeah, I have feelings. I, I yeah, I can tell. I can tell. I'm trying to remain neutral on it. I think I'm fine with her taking the Skywalker name, but I'm not fine with how they did it. If it was Agreed. an organic thing where, you know, Luke and her actually had like a father-daughter relationship, even though they weren't father and daughter, and then to honor Luke, you know, or whatever Luke was like, you know, at the end of it, if there was a conversation, you know, you, you, yes, you might be a Palpatine, but you, you can be whoever you want to be, Ray. Who is it that you want to be? Like, they could have done it better. Instead of just having these force ghosts standing off to the side and she being like, I'm Ray Skywalker. I could give you a fucking standing ovation right now. You know, but whatever. I mean, why not Ray Solo? Why Skywalker? Why not Ray Solo? Or Ray Organa Solo? Because she had way more of a relationship with Leia than she did with Luke. Again, she's, agree. She's, she spent like 47 minutes with Luke. And like a year or two with Leia, why not just be like, she was, she was general. Why not, why not be Ray Organa? Because that's, that's who Leia was. Leia was her actual master, BT fucking dubs. I agree. Again, standing if, fucking it, ovation. It felt like a haymaker of fan service that missed. Yeah. I and, agree. and, and like when they were winding up the throat, they're like, this has got a fitty fitty shot. And you know, I know some people that love that, and it's fine. It, like I said, it is what it is. I have no problems with her having the name. I just have a problem with how she got the name. That's all. That's all. You know, mm -hmm. but whatever. It was forced. It was. It, it just. It, yeah, it needed to be organic, and it definitely wasn't. So anyway, completely. before we completely fall down the rise of Skywalker black hole that it is. Let's climb out. <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep this moving along. Uh, so I don't know if you've heard or not, but the Obi Wan Kenobi show uh, is coming to Disney Plus. It's supposed to start filming this summer. Now, whether or not coronavirus 
puts a halt to that at this point or delays it even further is totally unknown at this point. But they went and got themselves a new writer, writer Hossein Amini. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, please let me know. Uh, has been replaced by Joby Harold. Now, supposedly, Ian McGregor had seen some of the scripts and had publicly praised the, the scripts that he had seen. So why there's going to be, apparently, if they're getting a new writer, then they're going to be reworking some, if not all, of the scripts. Um, so there's that brings up some big questions as to what's going on over there. Um, the showrunner and the director and all that stuff, none of that stuff has changed. Um, it's just the writer. So I do yeah, have I a question. Know. Did you hear him? If I mean, how many episodes and I did they have the whole show complete the like season one completed or maybe like did they only have like four done? And well, I think they're only doing longer than they wanted or maybe they didn't get they didn't cite a reason in the in the in the article I read. But I think I heard mm. that they were doing a half a dozen episodes. Okay. Um. You know, probably of like the 40 to 45 minute length, like the Mandalorian has been. I don't know. They, they didn't cite any reasons as to why they're getting a new writer. But obviously somebody there has a problem with the scripts or at least a problem with the story and they want it tightened up. So they've gone to mm. this Joby Herald guy um, and let's see what he does with the show. I mean, I'm sure more news about the Obi-Wan series will will continue to be trickled out to us as time goes on. Um, I just hope they this better doesn't signal. Release it. Well, I just hope this doesn't signal bigger issues behind the scenes. Agreed. I mean, we keep hearing, you know, oh no, it's moving forward. Everybody's still on board. Everybody's still happy. But you know, at what point does say Ewan McGregor get tired of the bullshit and walk away? Um, Actually, I have an idea about that because having read an article from him, Okay. He, he won't. What will do it is if they walk away. I mean, because he's been in talks with them for years to do this. Not just uh, short term. The, it, it went from the movie originally, which morphed to the show on Disney+. Plus. But this is something he's been working with them. Like, before they even rele- released and, and announced that the Obi-Wan movie was going to happen... They had he had been known about that and had been working with them to get a deal on that for years before that, and that was like what they released that info in was it twenty eighteen? So oh, I, I, I don't, I don't since know. I like twenty sixteen or so. He's been working yeah. on reprising the role. He he loves it. He's completely in, but it just seems like we keep getting feet being drugged because I think a part of it is also what we saw with Luke. Is if you don't do it fucking... We all have our expectations of what we want to see with Obi-Wan. Not exactly what we want. We don't, we're not going to be like, we want to see him do this. We want to see him do that. But we have expectations of we want him to be a hero. We want him to be, you know, not just a wash-up. And so you got to get into this whole mindset that it, that I think being one of their pinnacle characters um if they don't deliver this one right after botching luke's and uh everybody else's story like they have 
if they don't get this one right, they're kind of, I mean, they're they're they've really really hurt themselves in a way. And I at that point in time, I don't know the other is I don't know We'll see what happens with Kathleen Kennedy because I keep hearing things like there's friction between her and uh, Bob. Is it Chapek? Uh, yeah, poss- Chapek? possibly. Chapek? Yeah, maybe CEO of Disney, the new the new, new head CEO. of Disney. Yeah, the new head of Disney. And so, and he, from what I what I've heard uh, or read from a couple sources, was that he was he's unhappy with how. Uh, the new trilogy went like a lot of us are his expectations he didn't see them resolve nor I'm sure the financial successes were there but that was off a bad movie imagine if it had been a a masterpiece like some of the originals were uh, the original trilogies so I mean case in point um Rise of Skywalker was the only Star Wars movie that I've had the opportunity to see in the theater that I've only gone to once. I went and saw it once, and that's it. I went to every other Star Wars movie multiple times. There you go. And I think that's how a lot of us felt. I, uh, the letdown of it was was definitely monumental in that sense. Uh, from what the originals gave us, the at least the... Um, what is what are the second trilogy, the prequels? Uh, at least it ended well and ended so strong with Revenge of the Sith. Um, the Clone Wars was wherever you want to call it, and everybody has their Force Awakens moments. Um, but overall, it was like it didn't even live up to those and the prequels had Jar Jar Binks. Well, I mean, I'm never going to put attack of the clones anywhere other than the bottom of the star Wars heap. Um, <laughs> True. you know, with solo, I think sitting directly above that and then possibly last Jedi. And then, um, I don't know. I'm not going to rank the Star Wars movies. I mean, right? There's things but, I love in all of them, and then there's things I hate in some of them. Um, you know, that's it is a good way to is. say it. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's it's the, the, the we have the movies we're going to have. Um, I will always financially support Star Wars because I want Star Wars. Star Wars Star Wars was here when I was born and I want Star Wars to be here when I die. Um I count myself fortunate that I was born while Star Wars existed and I would like it to continue for a very 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 long time. Um There are good God times damn it, things. I just want them to get their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> seriously right uh there's uh, there's good times with things there's bad times with things but it, regardless of good times and bad times it's like if we continue to support it it's gonna have the chance to have good times again if we just all give up on it when it has a bad time then yeah it won't won't we won't see the light of day of it again so you know keep keep supporting it and keep being vocal about what we want to see and sooner or later they're gonna they're gonna understand people want it and okay, this is the formula that works. 
So let's stick to that. And, you know, we'll see what happens with the High Republic stuff. I mean, maybe we'll be, it's a huge novelizations and stuff like that. But if they do some movies or shows or anything based in that time, it might might be some of our favorite Star Wars that we'll ever come across. Hopefully. Um, like Hopefully. KOTORs and, and everything else. Hopefully we'll we'll get something that here in this in the near future that we can love completely and wholeheartedly, you know? Yeah, I mean, for me it's it's the same kind of logic I'm using with Star Wars that I used with the Transformers movies. There were things I love about the live action Transformer movies and things I hated about the live action Transformers movies, but I wanted to support them because I wanted them to keep making them because I knew one day somebody would get it right. And we saw the first glimpse of that in the Bumblebee movie that came out in 2018. Um, they, I mean, they made the Transformers look like the Transformers. You know, they, they're like, you see that Optimus Prime? That, that looks like Optimus Prime. That looked like Ratchet. That looked like Ironhide and Wheeljack and the whole nine yards. Um, they got it right finally. And, you know, not saying that star Wars has necessarily gotten it wrong, but they're starting to miss the mark more and more and more. And they need to, they need to recalibrate that aim and remember, you know, what made star Wars, star Wars. And, you know, of course they're, they're always going to have my money. I'm always going to support the, the, the theatrical releases and I'm always going to have a Disney plus subscription because, you mm-hmm. know, Favs is getting it right with the Mandalorian. Obviously rogue one got it way right. Um, force awakens hit way more than it missed. They just, they need to write the ship. They need to the, just, they, they need to get their shit together. I think that sums it up is, you know, like my wife's biggest criticism of Rise of Skywalker, she said, I feel like this movie is trying to be three different movies. I said, what do you mean? And I said, well, there's, she goes, there's times when it's just dramatic, just super dramatic and you're into it. And then all of a sudden, like Finn and Poe are cracking jokes and being silly. And then you have like, you know, like a little bit of a tingling, a romance with, with Kylo and, and Ray. And then you've got, you know, the cool battles and stuff like she goes, I don't, I don't know what this movie is trying to be. And I said, well, it's trying to be everything. And that's part of the problem you know, is it's trying to do too much word. I, that's so true. And that's, that was one of the things I think the original trilogy, while you had those like side romances, they were side stories. They weren't major components and they weren't pushed and you didn't feel like they, you needed a resolution to any of it. Well, I mean, you needed a resolution between the quote unquote love triangle between Luke and Leia. Um, Brothers and sisters and shouldn't. Yeah, kiss. you know, Luke and Leia and Han and whatever. You needed a, a resolution to that. But it wasn't, you know, like Han having feelings for Leia is like the reason he stayed with the rebellion. Like he would never admit it, but that's the reason he stayed with the rebellion is because he stayed for her. Um, he came back in a new hope because of her. You know, and and saved, you know, shot Vader off of Luke's ass so Luke could deliver the the shot to the Death Star. But you, you didn't know. need a whole scene to explain that in this huge bit of this dialogue or make it the most dramatic, like, or try and 
that was it was a side story that was crucial to the development of the main plot but they never went into han saying i came back for you because i love you well yeah no it was han's motivation but they didn't spoon feed it to us they didn't have to they communicated it with you know good dialogue that wasn't necessarily the on point like here in your face here's this dialogue and they communicated it mm-hmm. with their actions and their body language and the whole nine yards. You know, I mean, the, you understood what was going on. You know, Han came back for her. And you know what? Probably even a little bit for Luke. He found something. But he stayed mm-hmm. for Leia. <sighs> you know, I mean, it is what it yeah. is. They'll, you know what? If they're smart, they'll just say, hey, John, John Favreau, sir, buddy, here's Star Wars. Have fun. Right. I agree. We keep saying it. I hope we see it. We're not the only ones saying it. We're not the only ones. People with way bigger voices than us are saying it too. So hopefully. Cross our fingers and hope they listen. Hopefully they will listen. All right. So now the last bit of news, unfortunately, is a sad bit of news. Um, Coronavirus has taken uh, Hollywood uh, dialect coach and Star Wars actor Andrew Jack from us. He he passed away shortly after contracting con- coronaviruses. Only took him about two days after them discovering why he was sick before he passed on. Um, yeah. He played very minor roles in Force Awakens and Last Jedi, a character named General Emmett. Um, but man, his real legacy in Hollywood is that he was apparently the best dialect coach in the business, which means he would help actors find their accents and their, their, you know, how they would deliver their lines. Um, he was the guy. And I mean, his credits as a dialect coach include Avengers Endgame, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Peaky Blinders, Sherlock Holmes, Aliens vs. Predator, and Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. I mean, that is a fucking A-list of roles to be involved in. And apparently he was working on the new Batman movie at the time he got sick. Um, So, wasn't in front of the camera very much, but oh my god, the impact his work has had on... Countless movies over Making them credible over like a 50 year career. I mean, man, this guy's a legend and he will certainly be missed. Many of his um, many of the people he worked with took to Twitter <laughs> to put out tributes. Um, and definitely saw condolences from Mark Hamill. And yeah, Greg Grunberg uh, is another one I yep. saw. Um, yeah. And all and all well deserved, all well deserved. So rest Definitely in peace, Andrew missed. Jack. Rest in peace. Um, Too soon. So hey, but now I guess we can we can talk about the what Clone we're Wars. Talking about right? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about the uh, the further adventures of mm-hmm. of Ahsoka and Trace and Rafa on uh, Clone Wars season seven. Uh, episode episode seven. seven, seven, seven. Um, the danger was dangerous deeds, I think, or dangerous. What is it? Dangerous debt. A dangerous it's, debt. Are you yep, sure? Is the name of the episode? Yep. A dangerous Positive. debt. 
positive. He's positive. I'm going yeah. to I'm going for confirmation if Disney Plus would decide to cooperate. Right. I I I mainly have it kind of up in front of me right now. It's a whole reason I know. I could even read our the, like introduction if we wanted to. Oh no, if you, you have it up. If you have No, no, it's fine. If you have I don't want to sure. get sued. I don't want to get sued. I mean, <laughs> I, I do want a cease and desist letter from Disney just as a collectible, but I mean, I don't want to get sued. Um I'm with you. So yeah, so we 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 joined our trio in a Pike prison or a Pike base. They were locked up behind an an energy field, and uh, you know more fighting between the three of them. Uh, where we but we get a, an explanation from Rafa as to why she hates the Jedi. Um, yeah, which was, and it was a pretty yeah, interesting, very interesting story. And especially the resolution, I thought, you know, where, where it was the, the Jedi were chasing down a bounty hunter that escaped from prison and he shot down a ship as a distraction and the ship crashed through, uh, the home of Rafa, uh, Rafa and Trace Martez. The Martez family home was in the path of the ship as it crashed, um, Trace and Roth obviously lived, but her, their parents died. And then a Jedi came to see them. One of the Jedi involved in the chase and was just like, Hey, sorry, this happened to you, but the force will be with you. And then that was that. And I was just like, what? Weird. Like, like no, not, not like her story wasn't weird. It was like, that's how the Jedi acted. Which, I mean, you hear about the arrogance of the Jedi being an issue and one of the reasons why it was so apparently easy for them to be exterminated. Um, but, man, you would think that the there would be something in place, some sort of, you know, FEMA or whatever the, the Republic equivalent of that would be to be like, oh, shit, our bad. Here you go. Here's some money. Here's a place to live. Instead, right? instead, the system and the system and the Jedi just completely let them down. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was blown away. I That's mean, heavy. I'd heard about what they were talking about before with the arrogance of the Jedi, but yeah, I was like, wow, if that's really what they're getting at, and going to, I mean, that's what they laid out in the show, so that's what they're getting at. And the other question is, who is this? Uh, do we have any clue who? this female Jedi was? I mean, uh, I mean or is it just it, rando, you think? It could be it could be Master Luminara, it could be Ayla Sakura, it could be any number of high profile female Jedi who were around at that time. Um and if they're high profile and also high in the order, wow, that just is that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Leave two girls without parents and be like, yeah, the force will be with you. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, which it was a nice point I thought in the show because it 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 least gives humanizes and is a nice uh, growth to both um, Trace but also Rafa's character. You understand why she is so bitter and so like everything that she is because she has been the older trying to in her mind figure out how to take care of her little sister and be her parents and provide and especially in the underworld when there isn't anything other than you know crime and everything around you 
that's it's going to become second nature yeah and i mean and and obviously it was a good little lesson for ahsoka to learn you know she had been a part of the jedi order for the majority of her life i'm sure that she had probably been looking at them through rose colored glasses and you know some of the some of the shine is off the apple now um because you obviously you saw the effect that that story had on her um yeah so but yeah so then then rafa gets drug off to be tortured by some weird hunchback, crippley-looking drone. Android? Yeah, right. It yeah, was like weird looking. He was weird looking, man. I mean, it wasn't. He was interesting looking at the same time, but it's like, why? Why wouldn't they make him more mobile? Like he seemed like getting around wasn't too easy on him, and it's just like. I, yeah, he was, was. He's hardcore droid, man. He is hardcore. He really is. Really is hardcore. Um, he shouldn't he, have been running, but he still was. Yeah, so you know, so 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 Rafa gets tortured and is tossed back in the cell unconscious, and they take Trace. Uh, we see Ahsoka get zapped by like a stun baton thing a couple of times in the process of them coming to to interrogate prisoners. Um, and then you know they get Trace down there, and Trace is stalling and manages to stage herself a little jailbreak. Uh, and, you know, simultaneous to that, we see Ahsoka use the force to open their, the, the cell that her and Rafa are currently in. And then they start, um, they start their, uh, an escape of their own, um, you know, and pretty good run into each other. Yes. Pretty good action scene. Although the trend of bad guys not being able to shoot worth a shit, uh, continues because you know I don't know how much experience Trace has with a blaster, but I would have to assume that the Pikes have got way more than her. And, and she was I, badass, and, they and she was like sideways gangster style, one hand shooting the shit out of these guys, and they couldn't fucking, they wouldn't hit the ground if it weren't for fucking gravity. Now, yes, I know our heroes need to live, but man, <laughs> just a lot of a lot At of least blaster have, like something graze something and be like whoa oh god i better or, run instead i'm you know or land close enough to like drive them into cover or whatever yeah but no none of that they're running and gunning i mean like a call of duty kid's dream just i'm just killing everything ah! <laughs> but yeah so they so they they meet up and and they manage to uh to find a path out and they get up onto a bridge and you know like they're going through a door and they're like knocking boxes over to barricade the door or make stumbling things for the door and Rafa or no trace shoots a barrel and blows up some pikes and then a a bridge gets retracted and they all have to jump across and Rafa makes it and trace jumps and she's not going to make it except Ahsoka force shoves her the rest of the way and then Ahsoka uses the force to get over there unbeknownst to the sisters because they assume that she fell because their backs were to her when she made her jump and she cleared them with ease because of, you know, the force. Uh, so they thought she had fallen and then she popped up behind them. And how did you do that? Oh, I'm more athletic than I look. And then their escape continues out into the city. Right. Although, and although at that we point do in time, dude, though? did you see how they killed that one Pike though? 
like the one on the elevator oh, where they like God, drug yeah. him down and then like the elevator kept going up and I was like, holy fuck. They're not going to, they, they did. They um, yeah. severed that mofo. Right. You didn't see his body fall down though. That no, was I, w- I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, oh, please let me that too. Body <laughs> please let it I was waiting. I was waiting. Um, but did you notice when uh, she does say I'm more athletic than I seem? Um, Rafa makes a statement like, uh, bullshit. And she's like, uh, n- not time right now. And then it's like, let's go. Um, Rafa, I think at that point in time, she had her, she had her questions before, but I think at that point in time, if she's not pretty sure that she's a Jedi, she has, she has questions at this point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but they end up what they end up going, they, sh- the doors shut. And so to get out and get the ship, one of them has to go open up the door and the other two have to, what was it? I guess, take care of something. And it was, you see this kind of almost banter like happen between Rafa and, uh, Ahsoka where, Trace is like, oh, you're getting along better. And she's like, appearances are one, or, you know, it just seems like that. It's not, we're not really. Um, it was a nice episode. That was one of my favorite, actually, after that, when you see Ahsoka go up the tower and to open the gate. And she takes on, what was it? Like, was it four? Four or five, yeah. It was a handful. Yeah. On the pikes. No lightsaber, all, you know, just straight fisticuffs. I like the back and forth, the fact that they didn't just straight have her kick everybody's ass, but... Although they know, should in the have. End, she did. Yeah. They should have. Yeah. I mean... She, she didn't use the force like she, she could have. That was Well, sure. and that's the thing is, that's the thing that I think is dumb about how they're handling it is she was by herself with these, with these pikes. Like she could have used the force easily without giving away that she was a Jedi or that she's at least force sensitive. And, mm-hmm. and frankly, why would she? Why would she care if a bunch of criminals or a bunch of people know that she's force sensitive or whatever? Because, you know, the Jedi are still an accepted part of the galaxy. They're not criminals at this point. But yeah, I mean, just a little use of the force to enhance her speed and, you know, and enhance the, the, the impact of her blows, she could have ended that fight really quick. I would say it's dumb of her to not be using the force in situations Agreed. like that. It's stupid. It's absolutely dumb. But hey, dramatics, it makes the, the fight scene a little more interesting. It um, was a good fight scene, though. Yeah, but so but she pops, way the, too long. she pops the gate open and then goes down to to rejoin Trace and Rafa who are pinned down by a couple of pikes. And then, I mean, we straight up see Ahsoka use the force to get those pikes killed. Like she force pulls them and holds them in place for, for Trace to zap them. I mean, that was really interesting. Um, because Jedi, they will, they Jedi can take lives. Obviously we see it. We've seen it a lot, but they're not supposed to, if there's another way, like she could have just force shoved them into each other and knocked them out. Um, but didn't <laughs> was just no ragdolled both of them and let them get zapped. So, um, I had, and I saw the same thing and I thought, Oh fuck. Um, I had, did have two thoughts on it. One, 
she could be doing that gray fall like you were saying. She could be completely. We're seeing her go gray. The other that it might be, um, is they're pikes. They're criminals trying to kill innocent people. And how often do we see Jedi, um, hold back or stop from killing? Uh, the stormtroopers or Imperials uh, when they're shooting at any of the rebels or a Republic or anything like that. I mean, you don't. You don't see him hesitate. You don't. It was just kind of sadistic how rather than, you know, doing, you know, taking them and throwing them wherever she pulled them out into the blaster fire and was like, okay, shoot them now. Yeah. It was a very interesting little, little scene. Um, not, mm-hmm. not of course, implicating that Ahsoka is going to the dark side because she clearly isn't. Um, no, but gray, gray for Dad. sure. Yeah, no, yeah. gray for sure. Uh, so they, the three, get out into the city where they have a little what you think is a throwaway scene of a, you know, a a, a bum, you know, a whatever, a drunk. He's got a jug in his hand, you know, panhandling money off of them. And Rafa, do I look like I have any credits? And sends, you know, sends him away. Um, and But meanwhile, as more pikes show up and they start running, we see our heroines bump into a cloaked and hooded figure who's wearing a very familiar looking mask. Yes. One of my favorite parts of the show. The Mandalorian, the masked Mandalorian figure. Do we know who that? She had contact with this the them before. Who is this? Uh, I don't know who it is. There's three of them though, because we saw the scene where they were kind of observing the recapture of of the sisters, and then you see Ahsoka running off on her own, and they were they were like, oh, I wonder she might be the Jedi that I've I've dealt with before. But so let's let's watch these guys and see see what happens. Um, there's a theory being floated currently that one of the uh, Mandalorians that we saw is the armor from the Mandalorian. Uh, younger version, obviously, but that's a theory or a hope is that one of them is going to turn out to be the armor. Although how they would establish that since that we don't really know that character's name. Um, well, here is and this is I'm actually looking I just looked into it because I was curious um and everything but at at one point the the masked figure says it could be the Jedi that she met on Carlac. Right, I remember and, the line. But it didn't mean anything to me. I mean, I unfortunately don't have the entirety of the Clone Wars committed to memory. Right. Well, looking at it, it she, uh, Ahsoka, when she was uh, Padawan, traveled to Karlak with her friend, it looks like uh, Lux. Um, and they, and I guess Lux planned to join the Death Watch to get revenge on Dooku. But uh, anyway, that's the whole of the story but then it did a death watch arrived Vizsla kills uh a granddaughter uh tano reveals herself to be a gem jedi and anyhow it all goes down so i'm not sure who exactly became a mandalorian 
or who the Mandalorian was exactly in there, but it, it looks like she had a run-in with the Mandalorians and Count Dooku and all this other stuff going on. Um, so, interesting, interesting. I'll have to look into that episode a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it look it's pretty. All I know is it looks pretty intense. Lots of lots of people dying. Lots of people. It lots of Death Watch. Lots of Mandalorian Death Watch stuff. Well, I love me some Mandalorian Death Watch. Uh, but so the girls, the sisters, get recaptured, and they get taken before a little holog- a little hologram projection where. You know, they're talking to the head pike and you stole from me and blah, blah, blah. And then he orders his men to execute him. But meanwhile, Ahsoka commandeers some sort of slow moving thing with guns. And the laser guns have recoil for some reason or another. Um, but she mm-hmm. attempts she attempts to, to break them free. Um and manages to get both of the sisters loaded up and you think they're going to blast their way to safety. But unfortunately there's an ambush on the other side of the gate and their craft is destroyed and they are all recaptured and led back to their cells and told that, you know, now all of a sudden the execution order is off. Um, but apparently I think they were doing that for show to try to bait Ahsoka into trying to rescue them. That's kind of yeah. it's kind of how I took that, um, but yeah, the Agreed. execution Completely. order is off, and he basically said the the torturing will continue until I get my spice, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah, right. And you see this kind of bond though between all three of them. Rafa even apologizes for taking the job and and getting them into this whole thing. She, you see her feeling guilty. You see, uh, uh, like a presence of humanity in her. Um, and at that point in time, yeah, they all just, you see Ahsoka and her kind of have a moment and then Trace reminds them, yeah, we might be alive right now, but for how much longer? Um, poof and out. I mean, all it would take is Ahsoka deciding to go full Jedi for 10 minutes and and they would be fine. Um, although the implication is that probably the Mandalorians are going to assist them at some point. Uh, Definitely the best of the episodes since Ahsoka came back. Um, A lot more force use, uh, which was nice to see. But I'm just feeling like we're just still getting teased with her not fully realize. It's like she's trying to shut out the Jedi part part of her life and the force and everything almost in a way. And she keeps having to come back to it. Yeah, I well, I think that's something that naturally given the way she left the order that's something she's going to have to reconcile uh, and deal with and i think we're seeing that and i think we're going to see her real you know maybe come to the realization that just because she's not a jedi doesn't mean she needs to limit herself and we'll see we'll see ahsoka at her full potential uh, i hope she decides to you know, chuck the Jedi Order, go either compl- go gray or even, you know, maybe start her like not uh, obviously it's not a, a gray order, but a, kind of an order of her own. I, I mean, maybe not an order of Jedi, but something. I, I don't know. She's she's going to fight Maul and I know that she doesn't beat Maul per se, but 
Um, she does drive him out of the whole uh, out of Mandalore. Um, well, and I mean that's probably where those Mandalorians come into play. Is they get they all get tied, ends. yeah, and they all get tied up, and they're like, "Oh, Mandalore is under attack," and they all go to help, uh, or maybe Ahsoka just goes with them, and she sends the sisters on their way. Um, we'll you know, see there definitely, yeah. Well, I mean, the yeah, for sure. I mean, five more episodes to go: eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, definitely feeling the wind up though for the the Mandalore the Maul Ahsoka fight uh, and Order sixty six. I'm definitely feeling like everything's kind of starting to move, especially seeing the Mandalorians there. It was like it was like a moment to say, ah, now we're moving to this point where I know we're supposed to be within the next five episodes. Uh yeah yeah um. I would be remiss to not bring this up. Um, I read an opinion piece shortly before we started recording and I'm not going to cite the whole thing, but it was basically the gist of it was is that the, the author of the opinion piece had felt that the clone wars had squandered uh, it's, it's golden opportunity with the reintroduction of Ahsoka by giving her this watered down, slow moving storyline. Um, mm-hmm. and by making her a conflicted character, which I definitely see the point, um, because my whole point over the course of these episodes that we've seen so far is that, you know, we only getting 12 and we ain't getting no more. And they're, they're taking a long time to not tell a lot of story. Um, agreed, you know, so yeah, I get the point. It sucks that way. But yeah. but obviously, you know, the people who are behind the Clone Wars, behind the development, the 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 writers, the actors, all the creative team, we know that there's a plan. We might not understand or see the plan, but we know that there's a plan and it's all going to lead somewhere and they've had they have done a very good job of, you know, like we saw with the Bad Batch episodes. We saw how stuff in the last episode that they showed up in tied back to a lot of things we had seen previously. So I'm certain we will see that. And um, it also started moving by the time you got to the fourth episode. You really, you finally really were feeling the move of the show and the, this, it, it kind of had this cadence that was, it felt good. And I, I think that was the other part about the Soka part where people feel it was squandered because you had a whole lot of momentum build up, built up behind the Bad Batch, but it faltered and fell flat on its face when they reintroduced Ahsoka because it was such a small episode with not a whole lot of moving part, and it didn't go anywhere other than a brief character introduction, and you don't even find out in any real sense of how conflicted Ahsoka is. You know, granted, you have to assume through some things that she is very conflicted. You haven't even seen her lightsaber anywhere. Um, Did she turn it in, get rid of it? Well, they took her her sabers from her her when she was, you know, accused of betraying the Jedi Order. Um, So I don't even think... They just never gave them back? I don't think she has them. I don't think she has them. Uh, but obviously oh, at man. some point she will build another. She might have them, though. She might. They might have given them back to her, and maybe they're just in that satchel of hers. Um, 
But I mean, at some point but, she's going to acquire one because she's going to need one to fight Maul. <laughs> at some point in time, we also need, and I a part the other thing that we need with her is we need to see her and Anakin and get some kind of resolution there. And I don't mean it has to be like hugging it out and everybody's happy because we're also seeing Anakin right before his fall. Yeah. So he's getting well, very conflicted and he's also seen what the Jedi did to Ahsoka. And I really, you know, her story also plays into his fall because he's seeing the arrogance of Je- the Jedi right now too, like she is, but he's seeing it in the loss of his Padawan and the loss of his student. Um, well, and, he was and, a little bit of a part of that arrogance and I don't, I don't think we're going to see Ahsoka and Anakin interact at all. I think at the, all? I think the scene with them sensing each other as their ships passed was all we're going to get. Um, I'm, I, I hope we get one where basically they, they have a come to where they basically, she com she pisses on him in a way that's so bad that, and she even potentially relays the story of, um, Trace and Rafa and basically is the one that is the catalyst to ultimately make Anakin say the arrogance of the Jedi is something that really, truly bothers him, bothers him. Yeah, like, but we're not going to see that. This, we're I not, want to. Yeah, I know you want it and it would I be good to. storytelling, but we're not going to see that. It's not going to happen. Do. I don't, I honestly, at this point, I don't even know if we're going to see anybody other than Ahsoka. Till the end of the till the end of the series, but I don't, you don't know when Rex removes his inhibitor chip or his whatever that chip the the um, the command chip. I don't. I don't. I, I. 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 We got five episodes left. I don't I know, know that we're I gonna mean. see. I don't know that we're gonna see any of that because I think it we sucks. definitely we definitely have at least one more episode on this Pike planet. And probably two would be my guess because then we're going to have to see when, because I mean, it's obvious those Mandalorians are going to come and they're going to be the ones that ultimately save Ahsoka, uh, Rafa and Trace. That's how it's going to go down. And then they're going to have something going on with between the, the, the six of them. And then, you know, something's going to happen. That's going to take them all to Mandalore. Um, you know, there's, that's a lot of show and a lot of story that they have to do and not very many episodes to do it. And I mean, I don't, I don't think this season, this season hasn't been about Anakin. It hasn't been about Obi-Wan. It's been about the bad batch and it's been about Ahsoka. So maybe we see the bad batch again. Maybe they come to the defense of, of, of Mandalore possibly, uh, but I don't know because if they're if they're taking the show to order sixty six, then maybe in the last episode we might see some of that because Anakin and Obi Wan have to be ready to go back to Coruscant at some point to to rescue Palpatine from from Dooku and all that whole nine yards. There's so, a lot, yeah, and yeah, you mentioned just, Dooku right now, and that uh, having just looked at what's going on with the where on Carlac, and the, how much it involved Dooku then too, it's like yeah, I'm just the, it, it all there. 
it it's all gonna come full circle but i i you're right there's five episodes and i don't know how much they're gonna be able to give us in five episodes um do you know what i I would really like we'll have to see what i would really have liked to have seen in this episode or in this show is at the start of every episode you know they do the they do the, you know, they have the little slogan that pops up, you know, with the with the semi Star Wars theme music playing mm-hmm. behind it, um, you know, and then you get the recap of the story. I would have liked for them to be like, have just a little thing, you know, one little snippet of of screen time used up where it's like two weeks prior to the events of Revenge of the Sith. So we had a contextual timeline to work with in our heads. You know Agreed. what I'm saying? It would have been nice for them to throw that in there. Uh, I, I think the reason or what we're going to get is um, kind of like once we get to the finale, we're going to know exactly where it is in the timeline. I feel like they're kind of using that to keep everybody off balance and keep you guessing to exactly where we are in the story. Um, so hopefully they're there. It's because they're trying to keep something, you know, relevant and something hitting harder when you see it on the screen and are like, it is that time frame. It is this point. It is we are seeing this, or you know, whatever it is. It hopefully will be semi big deal and well, and yeah, but tie I mean, it all in. But can, that would take some forethought. And can you imagine the tension that would be building over the course of this show if we knew exactly how much of that fuse was left to burn, and we saw it getting shorter and shorter every episode to where we were like. You know, at the last one, they were like one day prior to the events of Revenge of the Sith, the last episode like that would have been fucking cool. Well, Um, and then you can even go, you know, in the last, you know, you could you could do more of a rather than uh, a recap of the last show. You could even give a recap of the, the time frame in between shows. And, you know, and so you could really, really move the story by doing something like that. I think it's a great idea. I don't, I don't think they're doing it because I think they're trying to use it as a, a marketing or as a tidbit to keep people kind of watching. But I think what you're talking about would have gone better. It would have been Completely. cool. It would have been cool because, I mean, that's, that's literally the whole point of the Clone Wars is the build up to Order 66 and the events of Revenge of the Sith. Like that is the entirety. That is the whole reason the Clone Wars happened because Sidious orchestrated the Clone Wars from both sides. He was behind the Jedi building the clone army or the Republic building the clone army. And he was behind the Trade Federation starting kicking things off and bringing all those people together. He was behind both sides of the war. And the whole point Mm -hmm. of it, the whole time, the whole along was to wipe out the Jedi. Um, Exactly. It would have just been nice. It would have been nice to have some context because, I mean, we could, in theory, be eight months away from the revenge of the Sith. And if that was the case, that's fine. That's great. But I mean, it would just been nice to know it's a little thing, but it would have, it would have mattered. Um, absolutely. And And obviously they can't change it now because they're not going to listen to this and then be like, quick, add that, add that. So, you know, it is what it is. The show we have is the show we're going to get. Episodes are made. (laughs) They're, they're in the can. It's done. We or can't they're on a flash drive or whatever or whatever it. they yeah. do with digital shit now. So, yeah, right? It's a, I, it, 
there have been definitely good moments from the Clone Wars season seven so far. There have been low points where it hasn't moved the story. Um, seeing it all together as a whole run might be different if you didn't have the pauses and breaks in between, because then you might, I might, you know, you wouldn't feel that that leg for a week. Where you just kind of let down, being like, "Well, shit, that's all that happened, really. That's all, okay." Um, and then you get to this point where it just doesn't matter. It, it if it moved a little bit more, I think that would be completely different. And we might have gotten that with the if they completely released everything all at once and we were able to binge it. But having that slow, having a slow episode in there really kind of kills that momentum, especially where they had built so nicely with the first, you know, by the time we got to that fourth episode with the Bad Batch, you really felt it moving and there were elements of the story that were being told. And then it was just like, here's a brick wall now slam into it. And we're going to kind of next week, slowly get a little bit better. And, you know, Again, which was the same way with the Bad Batch. It's like the first two episodes were really slow moving, even though there was a whole lot of a whole lot more action in those shows than we even got with the Ahsoka storyline. So it was really, really lackluster. Uh, That's how I feel. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't think we're going to see, I don't think we're going to see much of anybody other than Ahsoka and the Mandalorians and Maul at this point. Um, I mean, it is what it is. And, it is what it is. You're right. You know, I mean, we've, we've got stuff coming down the road, you know, now not saying that I... I don't have feelings for Ahsoka one way or the other. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not bound to her character in any emotional way. I have no emotions involved with her. Do I think she's a cool character? Yeah. Um, I thought it was weird when the whole concept of the Clone Wars animated series was introduced via that movie um, that they gave Anakin a Padawan. I thought that was really, really weird, especially since we had you know, no traces of that anywhere in the live action films, um, you know, and that we had seen, you know, so that, you know, like, Oh, the clone war started and Anakin got a Padawan somewhere in this three year timeline that somehow had vanished by revenge of the Sith. And then like no mention of her was ever brought up ever in any of the movies. So, I mean, yeah, I, I I have no emotional ties to Ahsoka. That will probably change with her live action introduction, um, given how I feel about about Rosario as an actress. Um, I'm very very fond of her as an actress. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, so much of her story is already known. That's the other thing is you know in various sources you know between between the clone wars and rebels and yes i suppose man the mandalorian will add a whole another couple layers of depth to that um 
I'm not going to go so far as to say I don't care what happens to her, but like, and maybe she is the driving force behind the Clone Wars. To me, it was never solely about her or about that. Like, I didn't want that from the Clone Wars. I wanted to just see like Star Wars. I just wanted Star Wars. You know, like Ahsoka was incidental to that. Um, so, I mean... <sighs> I'm not really invested in seeing how her story wraps up in this show. I'm more invested to see how her story sets up the future. If it does at all. Um, Agreed. You know, I uh, think that's the interesting part because what right before with, with rebels, she was having a fight with Darth Vader. Like, yes. On Malachor. He was, she was fighting Vader on Malachor and Malachor. I'm sorry. And Vader was about to kill her. When Ezra pulled her through time. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, That. Yeah, that seems like it would be a pretty big moment. And it it didn't even affect Vader in A New Hope. Yeah, or at all. Or at all. Yeah. Or at all. You know, like, I, I mean... That should have been pretty emotional for him in some way. I mean, at least to cause him some kind of anger. But maybe there's something we're not completely privy to in the whole comics because we saw what in the comics when he first discovers Luke and stuff and how he remember how mad he got and the windows crack and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't give a shit about Obi-Wan anymore at that point. Um, when he they encountered in New Hope, he was like, oh, I'm going to hunt this old bastard down and gut him. You know, is essentially what went down. Um, you know, even though we saw how deep and strong the relationship clearly was um, in the prequels, you know, I mean, Obi-Wan was straight up like, you were my brother. I loved you. You know, like, like what you've done by betraying the Jedi Order is like the worst possible thing you could have ever done. Um, you know, it, it shattered Obi-Wan in a way. Um, do you think they were both also by the time a new hope and he, he cuts them down? Do you think they were both also resigned to the fight and how it was, how it was meant to end or going to end? Uh, you know, I think Obi-Wan chose his ending. I don't think his ending was forced upon him. I think he, I think he viewed it as the best possible outcome to the fight is that say he had killed Vader. He probably would have been gunned down by stormtroopers. Um, and, you know, during that whole that whole scramble and panic of, oh, my God, Vader, Lord Vader's dead. You know, maybe Han and Leia and Luke and the droids would have been seen and then their escape would have been stopped. I mean, even though Luke straight up like opened fire after Obi-Wan was was cut down, um, you know, which drew all the attention. I think Obi-Wan, you know, was like, this is the best I can do for them is is to one, become one with the force so I can keep helping Luke. And to, you know, this will hold everybody's attention as long as it needs to. Uh, but I also feel like they had been, the two of them had been in conflict from the Revenge of the Sith and, and 
you know, the little bit of times where they had disagreements before, but really in conflict since then, that the brother and the, how emotional it was. But then after, you know, 50 years or 40 or 30, however many years it was, it's like you finally get to a point of saying the battle has to come to an end one way or another. And he was resigned to the fact that it was needed to come to an end. And so he chose and utilized that to give them a moment, give them a chance. But when face to face with Vader, not much had to be said because they both knew the story and how it was eventually supposed to play out. Vader thought he was going to cut him down, but Obi-Wan becomes a part of the force. And so it was kind of, you know, it wasn't, it, that's what Obi-Wan got over Vader, even though Vader believed, you know, Obi-Wan was dead at that point in time. So it was just both of them being like, this was it, every, you know, it all led to this moment. And in some ways it kind of did because without that moment would have Luke and all of them had the chance to escape. Would have they, the, if the attention was anywhere other than, Obi-Wan and Vader at that moment, would they have been noticed? Would they have been caught? Would they have even got away? Um, and that's, I think, what is some ways, when you look at it, Obi-Wan might have just said, oh, okay, this is the moment. This is this is the moment I, I knew was, I was going to happen eventually. And it's like you see him at peace and comfort with that, not a whole lot has to be said between the two of them because he's like, I, I, who knows also how much was said between the force at that moment. You know, it's like, uh, that was one of the parts of that scene that I, as I continue to look at it, I keep going back to and really appreciating for what we were given with the original trilogy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. Uh, you know, obviously the way that, you know, Obi-Wan and Vader's story concluded went down that way because that's how it was written. You know, I mean, that was just, a story. <laughs> right. it was a story choice that they made. You know I mean? As much <laughs> as I like to talk and pretend that this stuff was real when we're having these conversations, you know, I mean, it obviously, unfortunately is not. Um, and even if it was, it happened a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So we, you know, we can't change that. We can't change that past. Um, you know, it is, just, it is, it is what it. it is, but I do like playing. What if I do like playing? What if, cause like, what if Obi-Wan had, what if they made the choice for Obi-Wan to kill Vader instead? Like the. Like, what could have happened with that? Like, that would have been interesting. Like, you know, like they did the What If comics with Marvel. That would be kind of cool if they did that with Star Wars, too. It wouldn't be a bad idea. It would at least, at some point in time, give you an excuse to semi-reboot the series in a way that you don't have to actually affect major canon. But you can give maybe people an alternative story that they say, oh, that was better than the original. That They should have just done that. But it makes at least stomaching what they did do easier. Because at least they figured out how to fix that over here. In this yeah, well, okay, universe so, far, far away. So here's this example. And again, I'm going back to one of my favorite sources of Star Wars stuff, the Revenge of the Sith novel. Um 
you know, while while Anakin and Obi-Wan are, are just cutting their way through the battle droids on their way up to rescue uh, Chancellor Palpatine, um, Dooku is chilling in the throne room or in that room with Palpatine. And they're talking master to apprentice. And Dooku was like, are you sure that we need to be focusing on Skywalker? He's like, why not go after Kenobi? So Dooku wanted to try to corrupt Kenobi to the dark side. We saw that attempt a little bit in Attack of the Clones where he was trying to be like, he was trying to sway Obi-Wan when Obi-Wan was imprisoned. Um, but Dooku kind of looked at Obi-Wan like Obi-Wan was his grandson because Dooku trained Qui-Gon Jinn. And so like in the, and so, you know, Dooku trained Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon trained Obi-Wan. So Dooku viewed Qui-Gon like a son and therefore Obi-Wan is a grandchild. Um, he wanted Dooku's story is interesting in itself. With Dooku's story is pretty awesome. Such a master lightsaber. I mean, he was a he was one of the few master lightsabers. Uh, what is it, fighters? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because he he focused his his fighting style was meant to defeat other lightsaber users. He was one of the few who did that. So yeah, he had mastery over lightsaber combat that very few others did. Like Mace Windu and Yoda. Obviously, probably could have stood up to him, but not very many others. Um, but yeah, but what if? What if? His... No, go ahead. Go Sorry. ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go I ahead. always felt his fall uh, was kind of at that point in time. Just it was inevitable because when you're a lightsaber fighter, that then that's your strength as a Jedi, and you don't have anybody to fight against. You have to spar, and pretty soon, sooner or later, one one way or another battling Jedi becomes the norm because it's really the only exhilaration you get. It's the only time where you're actually tested. And the better you get and the better you get and the better you get, it's one of those power then at that point in time corrupts. Nobody can beat me. No, And you see this. So his fall to me just is was one of those that was more out of uh, necessity for him to continue his training. It's like it's a sick way to look at it, I suppose. But as far as a character goes, I without anybody to fight, who? how else was it going to turn out? Well, I mean, Dooku was an excellent Jedi. Um, but he was also sort of unique a little bit among the Jedi in that he knew exactly where he came from and who his family was. Um, that's why he's Count Dooku is like he, he, one of the guises or one of the reasons he, he gave to the Jedi when he voluntarily left the order, he basically quit being a Jedi was to take up his hereditary titles. That was one of the, one of the things behind it. Like he was the last survivor of his family and he was needed on whatever home his family had count hood or ship or whatever the word is over. Um, but then of course we had the, we had the, the machinations of Sidious behind it as well, uh, who needed to replace Maul at this point, you know, had known that Dooku was at least somewhat in a state of friction with the Jedi order. Um, because he felt they weren't doing enough, like they weren't proactive enough. 
Uh, he wanted them to be a little bit more militant. And so that was kind of the opening. And, you know, he, uh, you know, he kind of devised the whole thing where, where it was Dooku who talked Sifo Dyas into, into commissioning the clone army, uh, with the subject that, that Dooku found and Dooku kind of financed the initial thing, uh, cause he's very, very rich and Dooku killed Sifo Dyas too. So, um, yeah, his, his story is very interesting. A, a young Dooku story, movie, show, whatever would be kind of fun. Um, I mean, obviously Christopher Lee has passed away, um, and cannot and shall not ever be replaced. I mean, he was one of a kind, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, his story is rather interesting. But what was I, I was going to say is, you know, what if they did a, what if story and the, what if story was, what if Dooku convinced Obi-Wan to join him? Like, and do a story based on what if it's Obi-Wan that falls to the dark side and not Anakin, um, you know, and Obi-Wan becomes a Vader like character. Like they could do some cool stuff and with, they a, overthrow with a Palpatine and yeah, with a, with a, what if star Wars series? Yeah, that could be cool. I wonder if anybody's even, even kicked that idea around. Yeah. See, I always thought Dooku. Yeah. was like kind of this, I, I don't want to say that it wasn't a fall, but it was almost like a soft fall. I don't feel like he was, like he was completely he like he was he was already conflicted he was already there and he just doesn't it's like he had had a disagreement but i don't i i never felt like it was like anakin's fall anakin's fall go and slaughter this whole you know jedi academy all these different things dooku was you're just the goddamn best lightsaber dude, and his fall was not a whole lot of bloodshed unless you came up against him. Um, uh, at least, and my guess, I suppose he ordered a whole lot of people exterminated too. But uh, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I always felt like his fall was more out of convenience and necessity than it and ideals than it was out of this really nasty dark side. It was like, I get, or, but I guess the insidious, like the whole twisting and then almost that not completely present and in your face is all, could almost be, you know, a, a, a darker kind of evil than one that you can see and easily deal with. I mean, take your pick, right? Well, I mean, so and here's the other aspect of Dooku's fall is Dooku was never meant to survive. Sidious recruited Dooku with the express intent that one day he would be sacrificed and swapped out for Anakin. Like, and Dooku for some reason or another, never, it never even crossed his mind that that was the case. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe once these clone wars episodes are over and done with, Maybe we should do a uh, a Dooku episode. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, we should definitely do that. That would be fun. I I know our Look forward to that. I know our character profiles are have kind of been put on hold since the Clone Wars came out, but it's definitely going to be a a key part of the show going forward in the future. So maybe maybe we do a Dooku one. I mean, I don't know how much of his stuff is considered canon anymore, so we might have to just go pure legends, except with what we've seen on the Clone Wars and in the movies, but. Um, 
Yeah, we could definitely, we definitely find out dig. some stuff. Yeah, we could dig and find some great stuff on him. I know it's out there. I've I've read a lot of it already. It's just it's been a while. Um, Word. Well, what else? That'd be exciting to me. Yeah. What else do you have for us this week, or did we did we run out of show? Um, you know, boy, as far as that goes, I think my brain is kind of been picked for the week. Um, if yeah, you guys got, have anything, I got nothing. I got nothing at all. So yeah, if if you guys have anything, leave us comments down, you know, uh, on our Facebook page. Get shout out to Twitter. We can throw it in for next week uh, if there is something that that you'd like to hear added, or you know, that we kind of hinted on that you, that that sparked your curiosity. Love to hear that. Um, can find us on Facebook. Uh, search buddy or buddy and guy or the Broom Boys. Both will find us at. I want to say our handle is at the Broom Boys on Facebook. Um, we got tw- a Twitter handle, and uh, what's the Twitter handle, buddy? Uh, the Twitter handle is at Buddy underscore Guy. Um, no new twi- no Twitter followers at all yet, so I'm a little disappointed in you guys. So maybe you just don't have Twitter, or you just don't care. That's fine. Um, but yeah, hit us up on Twitter, or hit us up on Facebook, and while you're on Facebook. Uh, we had a, uh, we're going to have a video from an old under ruse commercial from back in the day oh, featuring Boba Fett. So check that out. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, oh, it's but yeah, a, it's but awesome. yeah, catch us, catch us on social media and then, uh, join us again here next week when we, uh, talk the news and clone wars episode eight. Uh, and on Can't that wait. note, I am buddy and I'm guy and we have spoken. <laughs>